I'm like, he's an artiste. A designer, an architect. I'm like, a man of taste, my God. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Y2 Christmas! It's the holiday season. (laughs) It's so weird because it's actually December. It's not December. It's um, November 25th. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how it feels in Toronto. Like, does it feel Christmassy in Toronto? Yeah. Okay. In Canada, we don't have like the, you have to wait until after Thanksgiving thing to celebrate Christmas because... Mm-hmm. Canadian Thanksgiving is the beginning of October. So, like, after Halloween, there's nothing really, like, standing in our way. Right, right. And also, it's winter earlier here. So, it's been snowing for, like, we've had the first snow, like, a while ago. So, it mm-hmm. definitely feels a lot more Christmassy. My street actually, like, plays music out, like, on the loudspeakers oh on gosh, the street yeah. lamps. And they've been playing Christmas music for a minute. Um, I just went to like the Christmas market the other day. <gasps> so fun. I went to this Christmas like pop-up bar this week. I've also had my decorations up for like a month. So <laughs> I feel very Christmassy, but I assume not so much in New York for you currently. I'm in Connecticut. So it's definitely like here I'm like, all right, I'm just like <laughs> ambling about. It's cold. Mm-hmm. But um, in, yeah, in New York, like I literally – have only been gone for a week, but it feels like ages because like when I left, I had just gone to like the um, Union Square Christmas Market mm-hmm. and like the Bryant Park. Like we went ice skating like, mm-hmm. and we went to like the lodge and like looked at some like of that Christmas market. And so yeah. and we also already decorated because we knew we would be gone for a while for Thanksgiving. But yeah, there's just like because my parents don't really celebrate. Mm-hmm. So being home, I'm like, ah, yes, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yes. Thanksgiving is over. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But well, maybe once you get back to the city, really like get in the swing of just things. Just dig in there, yeah. you know. I will say Phil's mom gave him a Peanuts Christmas accent rug. Ooh. So we're going to have like a Christmas accent rug in the house. You'll see it when you come over. Oh my gosh, but I can't wait. I was like, Judy, <laughs> Judy came through with the home decor. Oh my gosh, I love yeah, I am uh I am a little sad that I'm not gonna be able to make like a full Christmas dinner this year because I'm not gonna be home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I did decide that once I get back to Toronto, I will be just throwing second Christmas the first week of January and I'm gonna make oh, fun. a full meal deal. We're gonna have people over and it'll just be second Christmas. That's so fun. Yeah. But we're super excited for our Y2 Christmas lineup. We actually picked it based off of what was the most requested in our Instagram poll. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple surprises in there. So Yeah. And before we announce this movie, I do want to say I'm so excited for the Patreon pick this month. Yes. We're doing Falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan's debut after such a long hiatus <laughs> yes i'm calling it her her, her comeback debut. yeah her come well it's her comeback yeah yeah but i am beyond excited i don't care if it's good i don't care if it's bad i'm just excited for her to get back out there mm-hmm. and i'm excited to 
talk about this film because who who gets to like watch it and then also talk about it us and uh, us. <laughs> and you're paying us to do so so us motherfuckers yeah yeah we're so super thank you excited for that. yeah um great pick our lovely patrons so if you want to listen to that you can head over to our patreon you get a bonus episode every month that is picked and voted for by the patrons you also get access to mm-hmm. our discord close friends a montage song so if you want some of those fun perks head on over it's five bucks a month and that being said should we just tell them what we're doing we are doing 2000s how the grinch stole christmas whoa there's so much fodder in this movie mm-hmm. i I don't want to get ahead of myself, <laughs> but Jim Carrey is like one of the best actors of, I, I don't know if our generation is the right word, like we grew up watching him right. and stuff, mm-hmm. but like he is a quintessential comedic actor in my mind. Totally. Yeah. I feel like late 90s, early 2000s, he was really right. in his bag. He's Ventura. Mm-hmm. The movie, I, the name is escaping me, but he's like on the TV show his whole life. Oh, Truman Show. The Truman Show. There's also like Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Yeah. The Mask. Forgot about that the too. The Mask, <laughs> of course. And I know why you came to this podcast mm-hmm. in the first place. The numbers, <laughs> baby. The numbers. This budget is like actually insane yeah 123 million dollar budget like for context i would say most like blockbuster big budget um movies are 100 million yeah like today and this was in 2000 so pretty large big money and they did make a bigger turn they made 345.1 million in the box office Mm -hmm. i believe it was the sixth biggest revenue success of any movie that year. So there wow. were like five movies that made more money. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. This was a huge, huge hit. It also was kind of one of the first Dr. Seuss adaptations that was like yeah. really out at the time because while he was alive, he was not really interested in having his work adapted. But after he passed, I believe his wife kind of started to like open the gates to that and then we had some other she was like money money <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm absolutely kidding she was actually like uh. super serious about selling the rights she was like listen five million for the material there's going to be a four percent of the box office gross 50 percent merchandising 50 percent music related yeah there was like a whole thing and then in this like letter this proposal she was like any actor submitted for the Grinch must be of comparable stature to Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, and Dustin Hoffman. I don't know how Dustin Hoffman got on that <laughs> list because I—he's I, a talented actor, but like a comedy actor. Come on. Yeah, I guess I don't—I don't think of like comedy when I think of Dustin Hoffman, but yeah, I guess he—he he was definitely like a heavy hitter of the time for sure. Jack Nicholson did actually audition as did. Eddie Murphy. That would have been cool, but a different, yes. totally different Grinch. Very different. But yeah, ultimately it did go to Jim Carrey. And it took him three hours a day to complete the hair, the makeup, the Grinchification. Yeah. <laughs> and I read that he was actually like a total jackass to his yeah. makeup artist. Yeah, he clashed a lot with the uh, makeup artist and that makeup artist ended up like taking a leave 
of absence from the set kind of as like yeah. a wake-up call. So they came back and then Jim Carrey started to like behave himself after that and they didn't really have any issues moving forward. But You ever think yeah. about how men are like babies? All the time. I'm like, people get their entire bodies waxed, like places that should never have wax in them and like get lasered and uh, do other stuff. And he's like, this, this makeup is so strong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Although I did also read that he went, he underwent torture endurance training with former cia agents i I read that too (laughs) to be able to handle wearing the suit so it sounds like it was probably a pretty a pretty rough situation so he had to come up with all these coping mechanisms while he was in the suit and one of them was um listening to the Bee Gees. that's very specific yeah it was a a distraction for him when it was extremely painful i guess (laughs) all this to say they won the oscar or hair and makeup. Good. So <laughs> deserved. You know, at least it paid off. <laughs> yeah, because not only was like the Grinch makeup insane, but like even the Who's, all like the prosthetic noses and the very elaborate like wig styling that they had to do. Really incredible work. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever worn a wig for six hours, but, but- <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's glued on like that. I did read though that Christine Baranski, who plays. Miss Martha Huvier, they almost <laughs> yeah. used her real nose because it is so upturned on its own. And they were like, oh, she kind of looks like a who who went to Beverly Hills and got a nose job. So they did almost use it, but they did end up doing like some prosthetic work on her nose like as a well. little, yeah. Yeah. Just a little I touch mean, Miss Taylor you know? Momsen didn't have anything on. Yeah. This is also her film debut, I believe. Wow. Little Miss J. <laughs> When you see, like, a picture of her and then you see, like, the picture of, like, Taylor Momsen, like, rock, like, musician mm-hmm. Taylor Momsen. pretty reckless, yeah. It's a contrast, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gosh, I'm so excited for you to watch Gossip Girl. I know. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh my God. And one last, like, fact I just thought was really interesting was that everything in this movie revolves around the shape of a swirl um like the original drawings in the book and they like i read this on a little imdb trivia that this also includes the clouds and in several scenes the initials ch jc and rh briefly form as the clouds move and that's clint howard jim carrey and ron howard's initials mm. so it is a really specific style I think that they stylized it really well for one of Dr. Seuss's books since it's such a fantastical, like, fantasy, um, I almost said novel. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it was directed by Ron Howard. And initially, this movie was actually supposed to be directed by Tim Burton, but he had a conflict because he was uh, doing Sleepy Hollow at the time. So uh, it ended up being Ron Howard and... He also had some of his family members as extras. So, like, Bryce Dallas Howard is an extra um, in a scene as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) The ultimate Nepo baby. Ugh, we love. But with that being said, shall we head right into it? Let's jump right in. So, we open up heading inside a snowflake. And I was like... 
okay, Whoville. <laughs> is it Whoville o'clock? Because I did not. I think my note says like, um, this takes place inside a snowflake? Question mark, question mark. I definitely did not remember that for sure. Yeah, I didn't. And our narrator, Sir Anthony Hopkins, yeah. is like, hey, <laughs> there happened a story you must see to believe. Way up in the mountains in the high range of Pontus lay the small town of Whoville, the home of the Who's. Ask any who, and they'll have this to say. There is no place like Whoville around Christmas Day. Every window was flocked, every lamppost was dressed, and the Whoville band marched in their Christmassy best. There's like a band in the, mm. the town square, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arbor Day was fine, and Easter was pleasant, and every St. Fizzin's Day they ate a fizz pheasant. But every who knew... From their 12 – holy shit. Their 12 toes. <laughs> I got to say, this is like some inbreeding happening in Whoville. Yeah, there's got to be. Like hardcore. <laughs> there are not enough residents. It's such a small They have town. 12 toes. Their snout. Are you, it's like children of the corn status. <laughs> Anyways, from their 12 toes to their snout, they loved Christmas the most without a single who doubt. So everyone does their Christmas shopping. The town is buzzing with Christmas spirit. And we see little Cindy Lou Who, who's carrying a massive stack of presents. Mm. And her dad's like, Cindy, Cindy. <laughs> and she's like, I'm over here. And he takes a present out and we see her face. And she's like, don't you think this is a little much? Her long, long lashes. So long. Oh my gosh. Anthony Hopkins continues and says, <laughs> Yes, every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. Mm. It is now dawning on me that I simply cannot imagine Whoville not in Christmas time. I gotta imagine it's like gray, like people are like barely getting <laughs> through it. It's like the the town must be covered in snow 24-7. I refuse to see it any other way. Yeah. It must look barren without all the lights and the trees. So I don't want to know what Arbor Day looks like in Whoville. Their hair also just looks like Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. I feel like their whole personalities are staked on it. Exactly. It makes me think of like how in Nightmare Before Christmas, there's like the Halloween town where Jack Skellington lives. And then there's like yeah. the Christmas universe. And I imagine that Whoville is like a Christmas universe where it's Christmas 24-7. Right, right. In any case, we go over to Mount uh is it crumpet you said crumpet i i have no idea crumpet crumpet i don't know they go up to the mountain where the grinch lives and we see these kids they're like teenagers and they're talking about how legend has it the grinch only comes out when he's hungry for who flesh and they head up to the door we see like the the grinch's alarm sounding for intruders and these kids stop dead in their tracks once they get to his front door. So the boys very nervously head up to the door because they're trying to impress the ladies that they're with. And when it swings open, they see this giant monster with glowing eyes. So naturally, they scream. And they all end up just tumbling right down this very, very tall mountain. Just. Yeah. Lethal. Fatal, for sure. I know. And as it turns out, this giant green monster... 
It was just a giant puppet head with Grinch's dog, Max, barking into like a little voice modulator behind it. That old trickster. Uh. And that's when we see the Grinch in the flesh sorting through his rotten vegetables and telling Max to get his cloak because he's been too tolerant of these who's and their victimless pranks. So he's got to go teach him a lesson. Meanwhile, in Whoville... Actually, this is like a bit later. The Grinch makes it to Whoville with Max and he's cloaked. He has this weird mask on. It looks very Donnie Darko. And (laughs) they go into Whoville where (laughs) immediately we see like this uh, tandem bicycle just break down into pieces. Mm -hmm. And he's like, see, Max, this is why we shouldn't go into the city. It's very dangerous. And we see like this saw behind his back. Oh, my and gosh. again, Mr. Anthony Hopkins tells us the Grinch hated Christmas, but nobody knows why. Could be that his head wasn't screwed on just right or that his shoes were too tight. The most likely reason is that his heart was two sizes too small. I feel like people know the reason, though. <laughs> like, they know his backstory and what happens to him right, as a child. Right, like- <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. They were like, oh, what could uh, it be? Cut to knows? his villain origin mm-hmm. story. One mm-hmm. of my favorite villain origin stories, I would say. <laughs> Especially because it's like so outrageous. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, done. Eight years old. I'm leaving. Right. He's like, peace. I'm climbing up a mountain and I'm living alone forever. Like, you're done. <laughs> so this hat salesman tries to stop the Grinch and sell to him. And the Grinch lifts his mask and burps in his face. And toxic. he passes out. <laughs> literally toxic. Yeah. I just I just got to thinking, like, I wonder what the Grinch's astrology sign was. Oh because he is such like a grudge holder. And I am now looking on the darkpixieastrology.com. And it looks like the analysis says that he's likely a Virgo rising with a Scorpio sun and moon and Aries Mars. Okay. Interesting. Is the sun the one that you present to the world? You're rising. Okay. So like your your sun is kind of like what governs everything. Your rising is like your outward self. Your moon is your inward self. Mars is like your sex and aggression. Okay. So fire sign makes sense. I think Scorpio makes a lot of sense. He's a very – he's – He's a very emotional boy, so like water sign mm. that's very guarded. Scorpio, I think that tracks. Virgo, I guess he he's he's pretty fixed. You know, he's a pretty stubborn dude. Yeah. Um, Earth signs are fixed, and as we see, he's quite the engineer. Once he puts his mind to something, when he puts his mind, he gets to something, it done. <laughs> yeah, he achieves yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. That's interesting. I used to date this girl who's always like, oh my God, that's your Virgo moon. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, oh, that's like, I do something. She'd be like, that's your Virgo moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. Virgos are very like, they're pretty productive and like determined and organized. Interesting. Cause Phil's a Virgo. But what, what else does he have going on in the chart though? That's a good, yeah. We'll have to look yeah. at that later. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. We then cut back to little Cindy Lou. She is shopping with her father, and she's like, Dad, 
I feel like Christmas just seems really superfluous, like with all these gifts. And I'm like, very astute observation, queen. This year <laughs> we are seeing capitalism at its finest in Whoville right now. <laughs> And that's when Cindy's brothers stroll up. So that's like the teenagers who are on the mountain. They are covered in Mm -hmm. ice and they're like, it was the Grinch. And it's like, record scratch, car crash. The The Grinch. So that's when out of nowhere comes the mayor. His ears are perked up by hearing the Grinch's name. And he reminds Sophie's father, Lou, that this Christmas marks the 100th hubilation. And the book of Who's says that every size of Who we can measure knows that Hubilation is a time we must treasure. So we don't need like the Grinch who hates Christmas coming into town to ruin it. And Lou is like, oh, don't you worry, Mr. Mayor. My boys did not go up the mountain. They did not see the Grinch. Like nothing to worry about. Everybody go about your business. And the mayor assures the town that there's no Grinch problem here. And the Grinch, who's in the crowd, of course, promptly shoots a wad of spit at him. I think that Lou says something like, oh, they were just probably up there like playing with matches or vandalizing public property. Yeah, like it's nothing the Grinch. (laughs) So we go to the post office where Lou, Lou. Yeah, Lou, Lou, who? Lulu who, yeah. I'm like, the who? Why do you all have the same last name? That's not okay. Because they're all related. I know. Well, the craziest thing is that Mayor Augustus May who Mm -hmm. and Martha May who. Who, Well, she's Martha May Huvier. Oh, okay. So they might be like distant cousins or something. Oh, yeah. Twice removed, my ass. Yeah. So... In the mailroom, Alu is doing his job. There are so many people sending out gifts and cards and yada, yada, yada. And Cindy's chatting with her dad while he puts away these packages and envelopes. And she's like, you know, why won't anyone talk about the Grinch? And he's like, well, the Grinch isn't a who. He's more of a what? LOL. A what who doesn't <laughs> like Christmas. And he's like, look at his mailbox. We zoom into the mailbox, cobwebs, dust. No one's decided to clean this. They're like, yes, this mail slot, absolutely wretched. Fine. Fine with us. There's also like an ominous green light flashing. Yeah. And he tells her a single Christmas card never comes in or goes out. The post office is buzzing. Everyone is getting the wrong mail. Cut to the other side of the wall where the Grinch is sabotaging everyone by putting mail in the wrong cubbies. And he's like, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, blackmail, pink slip eviction. (laughs) And then dad sends Cindy to the sorting machine with some mail. She, of course, walks in on presents dropping into the sorting machine. And he's like, watch out for the sorting machine. Mm -hmm. Because everything is just like getting squished. So she comes into the room and the Grinch is like plastered in a corner like like Somehow, holding onto the yeah. walls for tension. <laughs> but his mask is on the ground. So Cindy like picks it up. She kind of like looks around for a second and she's like, eh, whatever. And the Grinch is like, phew. But Max sneezes and he's like, Gazoon tight. <laughs> and <laughs> 
Cindy turns around and sees him. They scream at each other and the Grinch hops down. Then she like falls into the sorting machine. Like, I don't even know. It's like she jumps back. Mm -hmm. And like we mentioned, each present is being crushed, just like decimated by the fragile stamp. So she starts screaming for help. Um, The Grinch wants to leave, but Max starts pulling him by his cloak. He's like, (laughs) so the Grinch gives in and he's like, bleeding hearts of the world unite. (laughs) <laughs> and begrudgingly <laughs> saves Cindy Lou. And she's like, thank you. And he stops in his tracks and he's like, for saving you? Is that what you think I was doing? Rongo, I merely noticed you were improperly packaged. Then he wraps her up in wrapping paper and heads out. He's just a big old softy trying to cover it up because I'm like... He is a very emotional man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very emotional. No no one who's not emotional would hold a grudge for that long. Yeah. So Cindy's dad comes in and finds her all wrapped up and he's like, oh my God, you were practicing your wrapping. I'm so proud of you. And Cindy has the urge to like tell him what actually happened, but maybe wonders if the Grinch isn't as bad as they thought. So she keeps it to herself. Yeah. So we then go over to the the Lou Who home. <laughs> and that is where Mrs. Lou Who is putting up her Christmas lights. And at first I was like, I can't place this face. Who is it? And then I heard the voice oh and I was God. like, I would know Molly Shannon anywhere. I would know her <laughs> that voice anywhere. <laughs> So we see Mrs. Lou Who putting up her Christmas lights and she's telling her husband and her daughter, like, I can feel it this year. I'm going to have the most spectacular lights in all of Whoville. And Lou is like, is that our chandelier from the dining room? And (laughs) Betty Lou Who is like, Cindy, go get the light bulb from the icebox. So she's literally getting every single light that they could possibly have from the home. And putting it up. And she kind of goes on about how every year, Martha May Huvier has the best lights, but not this year. She is going to show her who's boss. And that is when icon, <laughs> legend among us. She's an icon. She's, she's a, legend. a legend. Christine Baranski comes out in an amazing outfit that I will probably like think about for the rest of my life. She has this like, red santa suit situation it's like an a-line skirt she has the fitted jacket like the hat her like long long legs in those boots and i'm like you look incredible (laughs) you're just lounging around the house in this like that's how i want to be someday (laughs) hear me out you are martha may huvier Mm -hmm. and i'm the grinch for halloween (laughs) Are you going to undergo uh, the torture trainings? So you can yeah, wear those. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could do like a thing where I kind of like tease my hair and have mm. it like this. Yeah, you could be like a sexy Grinch. Yeah, like do like tease I would it, paint yeah. my like face, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I could find like a Grinch nose. Yeah, I'm sure, and it would be recognizable. Totally. I think. Yeah. Especially because you're blonde already. It's true. And we could even get like a fake ornament, like the Ooh, angel ornament. Yeah. Oh, that would be cute. I would just have to get this outfit made somehow. 
I would just have that to might pay be the harder. so much money. <laughs> that might be the harder costume to acquire is this one. But I, Yeah, I think so. This costume and also the like light blue dressing gown that she wears at the end of the movie. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely gorgeous. They knocked it out of the park. I am seeing there are some... Uh, I searched, you know, Martha May Huvier. First thing that comes up, costume. So just let that marinate yeah, in your mind. Yeah, I'll let that, that sit around in the old noggin. But she's truly, like, so stunning in this movie. And honestly, because I haven't really, like, given this movie my full attention in so long, her character is a lot different than I kind of pegged her as initially. Right. I thought she was going to be kind of, like, you know, me and a popular girl who like bullied the Grinch, but she actually always like loved him and had a soft spot for him, but you know, didn't stand up for him back in the day. But she still to this day carries a torch for him because she's still single. It's been like 20 years. Yeah, other people are getting married, yeah. they're settling down. She only ever loved one man. She bought her house. Like yeah. she's doing well. She I is. was like, okay. <laughs> Love her. She she really surprised me in a way that I was like, wow, you're actually a, a wonderful lady. And you just happen to be like very talented at decorating your house, which pisses off Molly Shannon. <laughs> I know. In my mind, I had like Bernstein Bears this scene. And I literally mm. thought that she was like oh like hi betty your lights look fine like yeah. i really thought she like stuck it to her and then i watched and i was like oh she kind of just like showed off her machine a little but she mm. did compliment her pretty earnestly oh totally yeah there's more than meets the eye with miss martha may but she comes out in this amazing outfit and she's like oh betty i've never seen so many beautiful christmas lights and Betty's like, oh, haha, ha, like I would blow a fuse trying to keep up with you. And Martha's like, look at this antique I just bought. Isn't it beautiful? And it's like this gorgeous, like antique little <laughs> like classy, chandelier. beautiful chandelier. Yeah, it's like crystal. And then she's like, I also got this brand new piece of machinery, like unveils this Christmas light machine that just fucking like shoots lights all across her house <laughs> and her her whole body is like shaking it's like dun, 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 and she's like decorating her house it's pretty unreal at the end she finishes and just goes like and blows like the the smoke away it's like wow hot and <laughs> <laughs> betty is distraught and actually almost falls off of her roof because she's so distracted uh -huh. by this display so later that evening, someone calls the Who's. It's like a little prank call. They're like, is your Sub-Zero Chillibrator running? And Lou's like, um, I, I guess it is. And he's like, well, you better go catch it. LOL. <laughs> and he looks at Max and he's like, hmm, we better go home. So they get in the garbage chute and like hit this button. It says, dump it to crump it. Mm. And they shoot back to the mountain. So um, they're dumping their landfill waste mm -hmm. on a mountaintop. There was a Just lot more sink in. commentary about um, the environment and also capitalism yeah. than I expected. Yeah. Agree. Mm -hmm. When they get back, he tells Max that a car would have paid for itself by now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he notices th these like bags of toxic waste on the mountainside. And he's like, we're going to bring this back with us. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, back in Whoville, little Miss Cindy Lou Who sits in her room with her flashlight because, again, there are no lights left in her household. They're all outside. Oh, I was so confused. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. And she looks at this little stocking and in her teeny tiny little voice starts singing, where are you, Christmas? And, you know, (laughs) we see that she hasn't written anything on her Christmas wish list yet. She walks over to the window. She's singing. She looks up at the mountaintop where the, the Grinch lives. And she asks if Christmas has changed or if it's just her. She's clearly feeling very disillusioned by the whole culture right. of consumerism that's going on in Whoville. And I'm like, what an astute little child who's all like, <laughs> she's having a real existential moment right now. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, the Grinch is just slinging bags of toxic waste into onto a photo of the mayor. And he tells Max that they did their worst and that's all that matters. Hopefully, he scared that little girl for life. Mm. So he walks over to this x-ray machine, which is just so funny because it's like an x-ray machine would not show you an organ, (laughs) but neither here nor there. He walks over and he sees that his heart is down a size and a half. And he's like, yes, and this time I'll keep it off. (laughs) And he pretends to throw a stick and has Max chase after it. I'm like, this is your only friend, man. Mm -hmm. You can't play him like that. So the Grinch checks his messages. He has none. He takes off his socks. They crawl away. They're like, (laughs) he eats some glass and he tells Max he doesn't know why he leaves this place. And he starts yelling out and he's like, hello. It's like, hello. And then they keep echoing back and forth. But then he starts to get mad and he's like, I'm an idiot. And it's like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Um, And then he starts eating the glass again. And he's like, am I just eating because I'm bored? There was a lot of things that the Grinch said in this movie where I was like, wow, I'm feeling like seen and I don't I don't like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's like wallowing self-hatred. Um. Was like, um, contemplate my existence. Where he was like, if I can't find something to wear, then I'm not going. And I was like, sitting a little too close to home right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll go. I'll grab a hand of popcorn shrimp and I'll leave. <laughs> <gasps> but what if they're all making fun of me? What if it's a cash bar? Mm. I'm staying in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, he's just like me. So <laughs> <laughs> we then. Cut over to little Cindy Lou. She's decided that she wants to kind of get to the bottom of this whole Grinch. Yeah, thing. she's like following the beat. Mm-hmm. She's like <laughs> on her detective shit. Yeah. So she shows up at the door of these women and she's like, I heard that you two might know some things about the Grinch. Um, The Grinch was raised by two lesbian moms. Yes, literally. Right? He was. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we'll we'll see some more about this in a second. But basically, yeah. She sits down with these two women, um, Clarnella and Rose, and brings out her father's uh blabacorder and asks them about where the Grinch came from. And they're like, Oh, you know how all the little who's come down from the sky in their paracellas, and we see all of these little like 
baskets of children floating down from the sky yes. towards Whoville. And she's like, yes, we were having our annual holiday get-together, which is a swingers party, by the way. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Because they all put, like, their keys, keys in the, in the bowl. bowl. Yep. And they were all, yeah. 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 That's why I was like, this is rated PG, not PG-13. Mm-hmm. This is literally, like, a, a page out of the OC when um Kirsten and... What's his name? Sandy. Sandy. When Kirsten and Sandy go to that swingers party and they all put their like Rolexes in mm-hmm. the pool. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, I'm like, the who's are getting freaky in Whoville. Have you seen Martha Mayhew, VA? Right? Yeah. She's like <laughs> bursting at the seams. Mm-hmm. The 2000s version of Chloe Cherry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I never noticed this detail before this watch round where I saw them putting the keys in. I was like, Oh, my God. But I did read that um, Dr. Seuss's wife, she actually – because she had, like, kind of final approval on the script, and it went through, like, eight drafts because she kept making them take out any sort of, like, adult humor. (gasps) But this was the one thing that, like, managed to make it into the movie. It's not very blatant. Like, Mm -hmm. no kid would know. No, never. Like, we're only picking up on this because we've we've been to these kinds of parties. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I mean, not me personally, but some of you might have. Yeah, if you've been, actually, let us know. Like, was it How fun? How was it? Yeah. I'm just so curious. It's very, like, you know, sex life. Yeah, there's Remember also the, the sex party there. Yeah. yeah. One time a guy did invite me to go to a sex club, um, but I didn't go because I was scared. Who? Oh, I remember. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite, a, quite a fun little detail that they managed to keep in, t- in the script, but... Basically, the women explained that they were having their annual holiday party. Meanwhile, That's so crazy. The, <laughs> the Grinch's uh, basket falls in like a tree outside. And because they were too busy fucking, nobody noticed that he was out there all night long. That's how he first got fucked up. Yeah. that's That's got to have some long lasting effects. So they say that they knew right away that he was special. And we see baby Grinch in his high chair. And they're like, oh, you want a cookie? You want a cookie? And he's like, Santa. And they're like, oh, my God, it's his first word. But instead of grabbing a cookie, the plate has Santa on it. And he just takes a bite out of the glass and is like, Santa, bye-bye. He sure does. So the man loves eating glass. We then fast forward a few years, we see the Grinch in school, and the teacher reminds them that tomorrow is the big gift exchange, and that everybody should bring a special gift for a special someone. Ooh. Cut to an interview with Martha May Huvier, but she's like, oh, I, I hardly remember the Grinch. I was busy with my studies. Cut to her, super cute little girl. She's licking a lollipop and staring at the Grinch. Yeah. Her now current boyfriend, Mayor Mayhew, tells us that the Grinch had a crush on Martha, but she was his girlfriend. Doubtful. Right, right, right. (laughs) So Mayor Mayhew says he doesn't like to talk about the Grinch this close to Christmas, but maybe if she knew the truth, then she would understand. And then he like turns to the man shining his shoes and he's like, put your back into it. And he's like, I tried to take him under my wing, cut to him just being cruel to the Grinch, being like, you're eight years old with a beard. And the whole class is like cackling. What an odious little man. Yeah. 
After class, Martha tells the Grinch that Christmas is her favorite time of year, and he like rolls his eyes, and she's like, I love the colors, red, green, Mm. and like caresses his face. Oh my god. The Grinch is struck. In present day, Martha's like, of course I didn't have a crush on the Grinch. And Cindy just like looks at her, she's like, I didn't ask that. (laughs) (laughs) So we then see... The little baby Grinch go home and his moms are like, yeah, all of a sudden he really got into the Christmas spirit. And we see him gathering like all these different types of metals from everywhere in the house. And he wants to make this like Christmas tree topper in the shape of an angel for the one and only Martha. And he uses like spoons. He uses like melts down a family heirloom. And we see this actually really gorgeous tree topper that he's made for her. It has like all these colors on it. I'm like, he's an artiste. We see like (laughs) all these signs of his like architectural engineering. He was an engine. He was an inventor. Mm -hmm. And it just, it never (laughs) had the chance to be nourished. A designer, an architect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like a man of taste, my God. (laughs) But he makes this beautiful angel. And that's when he looks in the mirror and he starts hearing like the voice of young Mayor Mayhu about like talking about his beard. So he picks up the electronic razor to start to shave. Don't do it. The scariest electronic razor I've ever seen. I know. I was like, that's that's not fit for use. Like that's dangerous. Blades oscillating in opposite directions. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. So the next day at school, everyone is participating in the gift exchange and the teacher is like Okay, has everyone exchanged their gifts? And from behind the coat rack, we hear the Grinch go, I haven't. And he steps forward and presents Martha with the angel tree topper, but he has a paper bag over his head. And the teacher is like, you know, why do you have a bag on? And the young Mare who is like, he's probably embarrassed because of his awful gift. Shut up. (laughs) I hate him. The teacher makes the Grinch take the bag off his head. And I was like, this teacher's mean. Yeah. Because if that actually happened, you'd like take a kid aside and be like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. But eventually he reveals his poor shaving job. He has like little pieces of toilet tissue stuck to his cuts. Yeah. And everyone like laughs and the Grinch pops a vessel. (sighs) He like throws his present for Martha at the stack of toys on the table. He picks up the Christmas tree and he's like, I hate Christmas. And we cut to Martha in the present day and she's like, the anger, the fury, the muscle. (laughs) (laughs) And Martha tells us it was a horrible day. They were so cruel to him and she could hardly bear it. She like looks off longingly. And the Grinch as an eight-year-old, climbs up this mountain where he lives now. And Martha says that was the last time they saw him. Yeah, we also see this shot of, like, Martha as a kid going over to, like, the stack of presents and picking up the broken angel and, like, crying. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Two lovers torn apart by racism and bullying in this town. Two lovers, <sighs> both alike in dignity. Mm-hmm. In our fair fair (laughs) Whoville, where we lay our scene. So we go back to present day where the Grinch is back at his humble abode. 
and he pulls out the yellow pages and decides to go alphabetically and tell every single who, just like pointing to their names and saying it to the page that he hates them. So he's like, hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when he hears a wee song in the distance. It's the Nutcracker music. And he's like, ah, the jubilation. And tomorrow is Christmas. So he yells for Max to get him a sedative, but then is like, (laughs) (laughs) decides to just like, Max, get me my sedatives. (laughs) Decides to just whack his like head on like the desk or something to take care of those pesky memories. The trauma. Meanwhile, back in Whoville, we see Cindy and her father walking, and I am obsessed with the headpieces that the Lou family has on in this scene. So, like, dad has, like, eggnog on his head with, like, real liquid in it, too. And oh we God, see that Cindy has, like, a little a little cup of, I, I don't know if it's eggnog or hot chocolate, but, like, as they move around, oh you can God. see the liquid moving. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Amazing hairstyling design. Mm-hmm. But Cindy tells her dad that she's been thinking about the jubilation and that she might do something drastic. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And he's like, that's fine, sweetie. Just ask your mother. Meanwhile. (laughs) Dad's love to be like, just ask your mom. Mm -hmm. I I really can't. He's like, I don't want to be the bad guy. So I'm going to put it on mommy over there. But Betty, however. But Betty, however, is off getting more lights for her Christmas display. And by that, I mean she has stolen the traffic light and also causes a car crash, uh, like a block over. (laughs) You know, just the quirky little Lou family. So we get to the official jubilation. Actually, I don't know if it's the official jubilation. I think it's like a pre-jubilation Yeah, it's like the nomination ceremony. Right. So the mayor gets up to the podium that's the word I was trying to figure out. I kept calling it the pulpit, which it technically is, but <laughs> yeah. like podium sounds, you know, less religious. <laughs> and he begins the process of nominations for the Whoville Holiday Cheermeister. That's when Cindy yells out her nomination, the Grinch. <gasps> yeah, everyone's shocked. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm trying to Grinchify Christmas. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slay, bitch. (laughs) And the mayor quotes from the Book of Who. He says, the term Grinchy shall apply when Christmas spirit is in short supply. Um, Does that sound like a holiday cheermeister to you? Mm. And then Sydney's like, well, the Book of Who also says that no matter how different a Who may appear, he will always be welcomed with holiday cheer. Yeah, so check your racism at the door, Mayor Mayhu. Bam. The mayor's like, mm, actually, the award can't go to the Grinch because sometimes things and uh, the lead pipe sitch. And, <laughs> and Cindy is like, um, you made that up. And says that she believes the Grinch is the soul who is most in need of being the cheermeister. And the crowd actually starts to agree with her. Mm-hmm. And the mayor's like, all right, fine, fine. But the Grinch will never come down here. He's not going to show up. And his assistant says when he doesn't, the mayor will be cheermeister. We then go back to the Grinch's cave where he is 
actually singing along to the hoopalation music before he realizes what he's doing and is like, oh my god, I need to drown this out. I gotta put some nails in a blender. And by that I mean six blenders. (laughs) like six blenders. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, little Cindy Lou is climbing up the mountain to the Grinch to personally invite him down to Whoville. We see the Grinch... Uh, setting off this giant monkey with symbols. He's like have like operating heavy machinery, just trying to drown out the Christmas cheer. And when he doesn't answer the door, because obviously he can't hear anything, she decides to climb in through Max's doggy door. And she actually interrupts him while he is getting his head crashed in between the symbols of the monkey. <laughs> he is obviously stunned to see her and yells at her and is like, how dare you enter my lair? Gaze into the face of fear. And she's like, hi, I'm Cindy. Like, it's nice to meet you. She's not scared at all. This is completely incomprehensible to the Grinch. And he's like, don't you know you're in danger? I'm pure evil. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, Doubt? Another sign of the heebie-jeebies. And (laughs) he asks her what she wants, and she tells him that he's been invited to be the holiday cheermeister at the Hubilation. She knows he hates Christmas, and, you know, even she herself is having some doubts about the holiday, but maybe if he reunites with the Who's, and he's like, grow up, and tells her to, like, get out she keeps begging him to accept the award and this stops him in his tracks and he's like award you say Mm. color me intrigued you've got my interest now can you hold my attention Mm -hmm. so when he finds out that he would get a trophy he's like "Ooh, so if i won then that means there would be losers a whole town full of losers was anybody emotionally shattered And she's like, yeah, the mayor really wasn't happy. And also, Martha May is going to be there. And oh, yeah. He, of course, is very excited about the prospect of her seeing him as a winner. And he's like, oh, after that, she'll be on me like Fiegel flies on a flat faced Fugel horse. And. (laughs) And he was like, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Martha, baby, but the G train has left the station. (laughs) So he agrees to go and is like, you know, who knows? Maybe this hubilation will change my entire outlook on life. And she's like, really? And he's like, no. So then he sends Cindy back to Whoville via the trash chute. Oh, yeah. And the Grinch, like, just roils about his um, (laughs) – his – abode and he's like oh i can't believe the who's invited me down there on such short notice my schedule won't allow it 4 p.m wallow in self-pity 4 30 stare into the abyss 5 solve world hunger tell no one 5 30 trouser size 6 30 dinner with me can't cancel that again 7 wrestle with my self-loathing i'm booked and then he's like hmm maybe if i move the self-loathing to 9 p.m and the Grinch, like, tries to figure out what to wear. He takes this tablecloth off a table, and I think we both knew this before watching, mm-hmm. but, like, he takes it off perfectly, and then he, like, walks away, and he walks back, and he just, like, <laughs> shatters everything and knocks it off the table. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I can't find something nice to wear, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear a yodeler outside. And he, like, yanks him by the neck and steals his, like, lederhosen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, like, what you were waiting for. Also, the first thing he tries on is a skirt that he's fashioned from the tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, he is an artiste. He is an auteur. Yeah. yeah. A fashionista. Right. An inventor. A designer. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm like he he's the the precursor to to a law roach if you will. And yet the man does not have anything in his closet. Yeah. I don't buy it. But this whole sequence is incredible. Like I I simply It's so good. It 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 tickles in the best way. And I also read that the part where he's like, oh, 6:30 dinner with me, can't cancel that again. That was an improv the the edition. I'm like that makes yeah. the line killed it i think he improved so much yes in this movie oh i'm sure I had to, to guess to go out on a limb mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure him knocking all the stuff off the table was yeah. also an improv yeah i i just think his characterization is so good it's mm-hmm. so funny the way that he lands all the lines it's like so tasty mm-hmm. and he's so quick with it too right right like the timing is tight so meanwhile back in whoville the mayor has walked up to the podium to announce the cheermeister of the year award and he's like congratulations to the grinch oh he's not here the grinch isn't here wow who would have predicted that that's crazy meanwhile back in his lair the grinch is like i'm going i'm not going i'm going i'm not going Oh, but what if it's a cruel prank? What if it's a cash bar? How dare they? All right, I'll go. (laughs) Also, my biggest fear. What if it's a cash bar? Literally, my biggest fear. (laughs) So he finally decides to go, but then he's like, "Uh, just kidding. Like, had my fingers crossed, Max, but Max, like, pulls the (laughs) chute. So he goes flying down into Whoville, finally. So at the Hubilation, the mayor's like, oh, well, since the Grinch isn't here, I guess the award has to go to the um, runner-up, a.k.a. me. And I'm like, nobody nominated you. How are you by default the runner-up? So his assistant starts, like, gassing him up. Martha, standing beside him, rolls her eyes. And that's when the Grinch comes flying out of the chute. He runs into the sign on the stage then the banner, and then falls, like, literally right between Martha May's boobs. Like, right in her cleavage. That was crazy to see. hmm Cindy is ecstatic. She can't believe he made it. Everyone is looking at the Grinch, and, like, in a normal voice, he just goes, boo. And the crowd <laughs> gasps. They're shook. <gasps> and he comes up to the mayor. He's like, I'm here to accept an award of some kind. And uh, the child mentioned a check. And Cindy's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, shut up. And the mayor's like, oh, you'll get your award. But first, a family reunion. And it just like escalates so quickly. The mayor introduces the old biddies that raised him. And they like all march up to the stage and put a Christmas sweater on him. And then... Some people bring over the chair of cheer and the Grinch is like, what? (laughs) And they plop him in the chair and like tote him around. He's like, I'm going to call my lawyer. And there's a a who pudding cook off. They're stuffing that 
that oh man's face just full of pudding, just spoon after spoon. Like, I and love this- pudding, but this would make me ill. Yeah, I think it would make anyone ill. Mm-hmm. This guy goes, this isn't pudding, and just stuffs it, and he's like, what is it? <laughs> and then he has to do the Christmas conga, which he actually kind of gets into. Mm-hmm. Then the fruitcake contest, then the fudge contest. And oh, at that God. point, he's like, is that all you got? Is that the best you got? <laughs> Finally, he does like the potato sack race, but with the Christmas stocking. Dun, and it's like, yeah. And Martha like lets out a scream as he crosses the finish line first and he's like i beat all the children i beat all the kids he said fuck them kids yeah (laughs) and they like carry him over to the chair of cheer so the mayor then brings the grinch back up on stage and says it's time for present pass it on and he's like okay the cheermeister goes first and that's when the grinch opens his gift absolutely Mm. vile vile yeah the mayor is a disgusting resentful nasty man he is nasty he is like i don't even care like the grinch could be anybody xyz if that well i i don't i'm i'm jumping the gun (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll, i'll say i'll say what the president is the president is an electric shaver which is obviously a callback to the Grinch's shaving incident in school. And the thing is, okay, obviously the Grinch is a bitter individual, but that's a result of like bullying and torment. The mayor is a bitter individual because he doesn't get to have the woman that he wants. Like that's it. And I'm like, you're disgusting and I hate you. But he's like dating her currently. I guess, but it's, like, unclear because we don't ever see them together. I wondered if it was just the type of thing where he just, like, proposed to her. I guess. I guess. I hear you there. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, he's just pissed because Martha liked the Grinch and was like, oh, now I'm going to relentlessly bully this kid. And then he will go and live in isolation forever. And when he comes back, then I'm going to bring back all those horrible memories. Trauma. 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 (laughs) So... Mayor Mayhu is an incel passing on. This is like my biggest fear of like hanging out with people I went to high school with. Mm. Of like them like making fun of me. And oh like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like unrealistic. Like I went to school people who I've like hung out with later on and it was like totally fine. Yeah. Maybe like the girls that I went to school with, I could see them doing that. Oh. <laughs> like for <sighs> no reason. Yeah. High school's a fucking rough time, you guys. So the whole crowd laughs at this. Ruthless. Fuck you guys. You're all terrible. And the mayor's like, ah, good times, good times. Anyways, it's my turn. Martha, I have a gift for you. And he pulls out this hideous looking gaudy ring with like four layers of diamonds it's horrible and proposes to martha may and we once again wonder is this incest probably i didn't say it but it's also like if we're going with the the idea that the way that children are born in whoville is that they come down in little baskets oh then everyone's you know not related yeah everyone's no one's related, actually. If anyone has any insight into the lore of Whoville, please let us know. But 
Martha gets proposed to. She looks at the ring and then she looks at the Grinch and she is completely speechless. To be proposed to in front of your like one true love. Just being proposed to in public, I'm already like, no, but especially in that situation, like horrifying. I'm like, I would love to be proposed to in public. I love attention. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Were you having a nice anniversary dinner? Well, I got proposed to. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, were you were you trying to break up with your boyfriend? I got proposed to. Mm-hmm. Me. <laughs> You know, to each their own. It's all about no <laughs> I mean, like, after I have my at-home proposal, then I want to go to, like, a nice bar where all my friends are, like, waiting and ready to celebrate. And, and then, like, hiding. And then I can be like, now it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now in front of my, like, people. Mm-hmm. We were actually um, – back in May when I was in town, we were at brunch. There was this, like, huge table next to us. And, um, oh, yeah. And like we were wondering why they're all dressed up and people showed up with like balloons and stuff. And it was because their friends were getting engaged elsewhere and then they they were were bringing them there. there. And they came in and we were like, congratulations. And that was really cute. So that's something that I would want. Like just have everybody waiting. Yeah. And then I show up after the proposal. That's really nice. But, anyways, that's not what happens in this movie. Instead, no. (laughs) Instead, he's like, and with that in- – oh, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you take it. Take it. <laughs> okay. So after the proposal, the mayor is like, if you agree to marry me, in addition to a lifetime of happiness, you'll receive a brand new car paid for by the taxpayers of Whoville. What the fuck? <laughs> I would be so pissed. And everyone's like, ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Corruption, corruption in Whoville. Oh yeah, Miss Christine Baranski is like, oh, uh, all these gifts are quite dazzling, and we just hear like a screech uh. as the Grinch keys the car with his long fingernail, and he tells the crowd, "Of course they are. Christmas has always been about gifts, but do you know where they end up? With me." He just talks about how all of the garbage, all mm-hmm. of the trash, like all these people's ties that they bought for their dads, they all end up on Mount Crumpet as trash. Yeah. And he's like, the avarice never ends and talks about how the Christmas season is stupid, stupid, stupid. But there's one tradition he finds quite meaningful mistletoe and he like shakes the mistletoe above his naked bare ass yeah he's like pucker up and kiss it and martha just faints she faints yeah and the grinch uses the shaver to shave a strip of hair down the mare's head and the scene breaks into complete chaos the grinch goes mad He steals someone's alcohol and breathes out over this, like, huge lighter, causing the tree to burst into flames. An act that Martha May is oddly impressed by. Mm. She's like, wow. She's like, wow, I love an anarchist man. And then the mayor tells his assistant to do something, and he literally just, like, shaves his head as well. Sure. Uh, Not helpful. (laughs) So the Grinch ends up stealing some tiny people's car, and he rides away in, like, as, like, a scooter, like, an I don't know how to describe it. Knees up to his ears, like, yeah. And in the commotion, he starts spinning out and crashes 
I don't even know how this happens, but like he can tell the car is about to explode. There's like an issue with the gas tank. And he like starts running, running away. And it like huge explosion. It can be seen from above. There's like a mushroom cloud situation. Like it's wild. <laughs> There's radiation in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The p- people of Whoville have a lot more to worry about right now than like the lack of Christmas. There could be some other oh, dire yeah. health effects. But after this whole commotion, Mayor Mayhu addresses the Lu Hu family and he's like, Lu, I'm so disappointed in you. And he asked the townspeople if they can just get back Christmas the way it should be. Grinchless and Cindy and her like tiny little voice is just like, I just wanted everybody to be together for Christmas. We know, Cindy, we know. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the cave, the Grinch is very pleased with himself and he's like, Oh, I hope I get another invite soon. Like, that was fun. And that's when the mayor and the townspeople they put up the spare tree that they have on hand. Everybody cheers in delight. Christmas is saved. And the Grinch is like, oh my God, they're fucking relentless. And we see on the timer that there's only four hours till Christmas. Wow. So the Grinch is like contemplating how everybody's going to be enjoying Christmas and he can't stand it. He's got to put a stop to the whole thing. So once he gets back to his cave, he sees... Max, like, dancing to a Christmas song, so he's like, stop it, Max, and sends him to his doghouse outside of the cave. He throws his doghouse outside of the cave. Yeah. He's like, you're done. Mm-hmm. So he then goes out into the snow and picks up Max and gets a wonderful, awful idea. He starts sewing a Santa costume for himself, and we get the iconic song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. We see him, you know, eating a banana peel. We see him making his sleigh. Again, quite the engineer. An inventor, a designer. Yep. And he takes it, you know, takes the engine for a little test drive. It does explode. The airbags are a little slow. But, you know, that's what test drives are for. So, eventually... He's getting his sleigh together. We also see, because like one of the lyrics of the song is about how he has termites in his teeth, and we do see a close-up of his teeth with termites crawling. That, and that really was, was not what I wanted. A visceral image. Yeah. Too much. The CGI was uh, too good. <laughs> a little too realistic for me. Let's get the bill. <laughs> too good. <laughs> Check, please. Thank you. <laughs> so he finishes up his sleigh. He makes himself a little license plate that says, mean one. And uh, we see him do a little aerial trick on his swing. So he's having the time of his life right now. He's in his villain era. Yeah, even more so (laughs) than before. (laughs) Yeah. So the Grinch is standing cliffside with his binoculars. And he's like, he should be finishing up any time now. And he is looking at the real Santa Claus Mm -hmm. taking off with his reindeer And he's like, well, Santa only comes out once a year and he never catches any flack for it. (laughs) Probably lives up there to avoid the taxes. Well, apparently your taxes are pretty fucking high in Whoville. You're paying for cars for Martha May. (laughs) Well, that's like he's embezzling money (laughs) to pay for that car. Absolutely. And that's when the Grinch remembers that he forgot all about the reindeer. So he's like, I'll make one. 
and Max hides out, but the Grinch takes this horn off of like a deer that he has on his wall, like a mm, a mantle, uh, like a the antlers on like the taxidermy yes. deer. Yeah. yeah. So he takes off an antler and he ties it to Max's head with some red thread, and he's like, "Okay, here's your motivation. You're a reindeer." You're Rudolph, a freak with a red nose. Nobody likes you. Then one day, Santa picks you and you save Christmas. No, forget that part. We'll improvise. Just keep it kind of loosey-goosey. You hate Christmas. You're going to steal it. Saving Christmas was a lousy ending. Way too commercial. And <laughs> I love Grinch- that like Max then like uh, like gets like the nose off of his nose. And oh, he's like, yeah. it's perfect. He's rejecting the capitalism of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Reject modernity, except tradition. <laughs> so the Grinch hops in his homemade sleigh. He's, sleigh he's literally queen. slaying. <laughs> he's yassifying Santa Claus. <laughs> the Grinchification of Christmas. And he takes off in his... Con- I thought that said contraception for a second. His contraption. Immediately, it goes off the rails. The Grinch is spinning. Max falls off. But he, like regains control of the vehicle and makes his way down to Whoville. Yes. So down in Whoville, all of the Who's are dreaming away, snoozing when the Grinch pulls up. He first stops at the Lou Who house and Lou and Betty initially wake up because they hear something. They're like, oh, it's probably Santa. Like, let's go back to sleep. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think it's Santa. Hurry, go back to sleep. (gasps) Hog shoe, me, 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 me. It's like. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Me, 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 me. It's like, me, 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 me. Gosh, I would, what I would do for a hong shoe, me, me, me sleep where I'm wearing like a nightgown and one of those little like nightcap things. One of those hats. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. <laughs> What I wouldn't do for a hong shoe me, me, me sleep. Guys, I'm so tired. I'm Someone make so that tired. a meme. I'll do it. I'll do it after this. But anyways, oh the Grinch, he ties a rope around his ankles and does this like professional swan dive into the chimney. He does get a little stuck from that fat ass, but he manages to wiggle that from those thick thighs. Just wiggle that dump truck down the wiggle down that the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's giving Grinch. So he gets down to the bottom of the chimney. He opens up a jar of moths so that they will chew up the stockings that are hanging on the fireplace. Mm-hmm. That they do. He then uses this giant suction tube to like suck up all the presents. He goes over to the ice box and just like steals the entire Christmas feast. He even takes their last can of Who Hash, and that's when... <gasps> Not the Who Hash. Yeah, so he he's stuffing all the food up the chimney. So that's when Cindy wakes up, because she wants a glass of water, and she sees somebody picking up the Christmas tree, and the Grinch, like, promptly hides behind it, and he pretends to be Santa, and is like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, little girl. I'm just taking your Christmas tree because there was a light that wasn't working and I wanted to take it back to my workshop to fix it and then I'll bring it right back. And she's like, oh, okay. Hey, Santa, um, 
what's the meaning of Christmas? And he's like, vengeance. I mean, presents. And she's like. <laughs> I mean, presents. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's what I was afraid of. This girl is so disillusioned at such a young age. I know. She's like, she's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go back upstairs and read more Chekhov. Yeah, I guess I'll go flip through some Kafka before I fall asleep. (laughs) Metamorphosis, relatable. I too feel like a cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) So the Grinch like pats her on the head, gives her some water, sends her up to bed. And as she's going upstairs, she's like, hey, Santa, don't forget to give something to the Grinch, even though he's mean and hairy and smelly and his hands are cold and clammy. I think he's actually sweet. And the Grinch is like, really? You think he's sweet? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. So she goes up to bed. And as the Grinch is leaving, he's like, nice kid. Bad judge of character. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) He stuffs the tree up the chimney He doesn't leave anything behind except a crumb too small for even a mouse. Yeah, the Grinch just continues his tirade and takes all the presents, all the decor from the houses of Whoville. He actually gets to Martha May's house and takes her engagement ring. Mm. Yeah. And then he goes to the mayor's house. And the mayor is like talking to Martha May in his sleep. And he's like... Have you ever kissed a man who's had his tonsils removed twice? (laughs) And the Grinch is like, no, but it's an experience I've wanted for a long time. And then picks up Max (sighs) and has this man kiss his butthole. Leave Max out of this. And the dog's eyes like a bulge out. Leave the poor puppy alone. He's not involved. And then Max like crawls away. He like is rubbing his like ass on the rock. Like a bestiality. Oh, God. How is this PG? Yeah. And, um, you know, he continues his stealing. He fires up the sleigh. It is overloaded. I mean, it has all the presents in it, right? So the massive weight of the gifts caused the sleigh to just come back down. And the next thing we see, Max the dog is single-handedly pulling the sled Crazy. up Mount Crumpet. I just thought this sounded funny, so I edited it. He rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. It's like, that's illegal. (laughs) And the Grinch just like stands on the tip of the mountain waiting. He's like, they'll be waking up right about now and all of them are going to cry. Yes. So in the morning, the Who's all wander outside in their pajamas and their coats because They've all been robbed. We see the police officer getting out of his house. He's like, oh, my God, I've been robbed. That's so embarrassing. And hops in his car. (laughs) That's so embarrassing. (laughs) He hops in his car to, like, drive (laughs) off to the station, not realizing that the Grinch has hooked the mayor's bed to the police car. And the yes, he has the bed like bust through the side of the wall. What is it made out of? Like fucking gingerbread cookies, the drywall. <laughs> so he like drags the bed all through town, 
All the who's kind of gather around the bed as the police car finally stops. And the mayor is like, this is the work of the Grinch. Like, it was inevitable. You should have listened to me instead of that stupid child, Cindy. And I'm like, relax. Relax. There's a lot of contempt in your voice right now for a small child. And you know what? I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I hope... You're proud of what you've done. And her dad is like, um, actually, I am proud of her. Because you know what? Hot take. I'm happy the Grinch took all of our presents. Yeah. Because guess what? Christmas isn't about the material stuff. And that's what Cindy's been trying to tell everyone, including me. And I should have listened. And he says, I don't need anything more for Christmas than my family. And the whole town is touched, especially Martha, who looks incredible with her, like, her (laughs) hair's down in these, like, beautiful, like, 40s old Hollywood waves. She has this long, like, light blue dressing gown with, like, fur trim. It's unreal. The moral is nice, too, but that was my big takeaway. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) So Cindy decides to take the express shoot to Crumpet. And look for the Grinch. He is trying to push the sleigh off the mountain, but it's too heavy. And that's when he hears the singing from Whoville. But the sound wasn't sad. It sounded merry. Every Who down in Whoville was singing without any presence at all. That doesn't rhyme. I don't know. I Maybe I like wrote part of it and I paraphrased. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's chilling. And that's when the Grinch realizes he didn't stop Christmas from coming. And he's like, how? How is this possible? And then he realizes maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. (gasps) Then he jumps back in pain. (laughs) He's like writhing on the snowy ground and he's like, ah. (sighs) And his heart grows three sizes, which would kill someone. Yeah. That would kill a man. Mm But he's like, Max, Max, help me. I'm feeling. (laughs) And the Grinch starts sobbing and he sees like the sunrise over the mountains and he's all toasty inside and he's like, I'm leaking. And he tells Max that he loves him and Max starts licking him and he's like, all right, all right, one step at a time. And then they notice the sleigh is teetering over the edge and he actually cares. He's like, oh, no, like, these were all taken. I can't do this. So he rushes up to the top of the mountain to stop it. And he, like, slow-mo runs <laughs> and grabs the bumper and tries to hold it. It's about to fall over the edge. And he's like, well, it's just presents. When Cindy <gasps> who pokes her little tiny little head out and she's like, hey. And he's like, Fuck. So she's like, I came to see you because no one should be alone on Christmas. Oh, the Grinch is touched, but there's also so much danger. <laughs> so he uses every ounce of strength he has to pull the sleigh back onto the mountain. And then he like picks it up. He's yeah. like, 
I don't know. He says something. I swear he says something. He's like, I can't remember what he says. Ah! Yeah. It's like when the moms get like the adrenaline rush and lift like the car off the newborn baby. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so they end up riding the sleigh down the mountain back to Whoville with the Grinch controlling it by skiing mm-hmm. behind it. So, like, there's a whole sequence where they're sliding down the hill where, like, he loses his skis and they, like, also lose the brake. So they're going real fast with no way to stop. They go sliding into Whoville and Martha and Betty kind of notice them. So they grab these lights and kind of hold it across the the street so that they can, mm-hmm. like, break the sleigh. And <laughs> You know what that reminded me of? What? Top Gun. I've never seen Top Gun. When they land on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they lit just for context, they land on the ship, right? Because they're mm. on the water and they have the like restraints mm. that stop the plane from Gotcha. You know, not landing. Is this in the original Top Gun or the new Top Gun? Both. Gotcha. Gotcha. Or actually I guess it's more the original. Mm. But I think they end up at a in on a boat at some point. In the second one. Word. But yeah. Pull, same maneuver here, except for with Christmas lights. And as they're grabbing exactly. it, Martha's <laughs> like, by the way, these lights match your outfit to Betty, which is cute. So after sliding through town, like they they fully, this Christmas light thing doesn't work. They're about to crash into the Christmas tree when brave Mr. Lou Who stands in front of the town tree like holds his hand out and they're like, get out of the way, you madman. But he manages to brace the sleigh from crashing into the tree. Town hero. He does. He should be the cheermeister, frankly. He saved the second tree. I mm-hmm. guarantee there was not a third tree. Absolutely. So the Grinch gets out of the sleigh and says, Merry Christmas, one and all. And the whole town cheers. The presents have been returned. And the Grinch goes up to the police officer. He confesses that he is the one who stole Christmas, and he's sorry. He's like, take me away, officer. Yeah, he holds out his wrists, ready to be cuffed. And and he's like, didn't you hear what I said? Like, I'm the one who did this. And the police officer is like, yes, but I also heard that you were sorry. Yeah. And besides, everything's accounted for. The mayor is, you know, livid, obviously. Mm -hmm. Martha then... Martha then pokes her little head out of the sleigh. She's been digging around, rooting for something amongst the presents. Oh, yeah. She smelled the garbage. Slides right down that sleigh. And she's like, Mayor, I have something for you. And she gives him the ring back and says that her heart belongs to someone else. And looks at it's the, the Grinch. Grinch. Hey. And the Grinch is like, what? what me? And she says, yes. <laughs> he looks like behind himself. Yeah. He's like, and he then goes over he extends a hand to the mayor and is like no hard feelings the mayor shakes his hand and then the Grinch like laughs in his face and is like lol (laughs) I win you (laughs) lose finally we see the power return the Christmas tree light up and Cindy Lou Who wishes the Grinch a Merry Christmas and gives him a kiss on the cheek and she's like your cheek is and he's like smelly clammy hairy yeah. <laughs> and she's like warm uh, everyone's touched they hold hands and 
he holds hands with Martha mm. and they start singing like Do Who Dozere. I don't know what do the song is. Da, 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 da. Welcome Christmas. Da, 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 da. <laughs> then we go to Mount Crumpet where um, the Grinch is hosting everyone for their Christmas feast in his cave. Aww. And he carves the roast and Martha's by his side and he's like, mm. who wants the gizzards? And he's like, just kidding, I'm having them. <laughs> and we zoom out of the snowflake. Whoville lives in the end. Wow. The Grinch really like had it. Like he started out just down in the dumps, mm-hmm. but he his whole life transformed by the end of this movie. It's true. Yeah, I mean, this movie is not one that I really watched a ton growing up. I feel like I was just more of like, I was in a Home Alone family, so we just didn't really watch The Grinch that much. But it's great. It, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. It's hilarious. And despite the fact that it's an hour 40 minutes, it like flies right by. Flew. Oh my yeah. goodness. I think that movies that are based off of books just have such a tight, like plot like the Mm -hmm. plot is so good yeah i i find it so funny the movie is actually quite comical like oh definitely as opposed to the book like they really made it their own like i feel like they really made it into something entirely different like an entirely different vibe jim carrey at the helm of it just line after line yeah Because, like, without the right Grinch, this movie kind of would fall apart. Like, you really need... Yeah. And that's why I think the uh, it was smart to be like, oh, if you're going to do this movie, like, you need somebody of the likes of, like, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, like, Jack Nicholson. You need somebody Mm -hmm. who is, like, such a great who can handle a role like this. Who is the moment. Right. (laughs) Um, Because without, like, really hitting those comedic beats... There's not quite enough in this story to like really fill out an entire film because you know it's a it's a picture book. Oh, it's no. it's fairly short. So you need those little quips and the witticisms and the jokes to fill up that time and I think mm-hmm. that Jim Carrey did like a phenomenal job that I I don't really see being matched by any other Grinch versions like i've not seen the animated one from 2018 but i don't really I want either. to i don't feel like i need to yeah and i think that they did a great job of really capturing the whimsy this like otherworldly uh area of whoville and like honoring the source material but also like expanding on it and visually, it's so stunning to look at. Even, like, oh, the yeah. Grinch scenes, which are, you know, a little bit grotesque and, like, dark. But there's just so much to look at. There's clearly so much care mm. and attention that got put into, like, the entire design of this film. Definitely, definitely. I think, especially with a picture book, you mm-hmm. have to have the Mazen scene yeah. going on. And they really nailed it. I I will say, like, with a budget like they had, yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of like you can get whoever you want totally um but i think they used it like really well the director clearly had a specific um perspective and that shows because all the characters acting choices made sense within the world mm-hmm. like it didn't feel like someone was doing their own version of a character that didn't fit into the world that right. they were in um it was all really tight 
and Jim Carrey just ran away with it. Like, mm-hmm. every scene, he was a scene stealer. But I do... Honestly, we don't talk about, like, Taylor Momsen. Yeah. And her... She really held her own. Absolutely, for, she like, did. a great actor like Jim Carrey to be able to act alongside him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not a, as comedic a role, but to be, right. like, have that, like, spark. Like, she really has, like, a light about her. Definitely. In the movie. Yeah. She has such a yeah. natural, like, charm to her. Exactly, for sure. Definitely. I think she captured, like... That effervescent Cindy Lou Who, like, optimism, but also, like, those Realist. deeper, like, moments where she is really contemplating what the meaning of Christmas mm-hmm. is and um, her, her relation to mm-hmm. it all, which is not easy for t- to do, especially as such a young child. I would say that, like, the only thing I really felt like I was missing in this movie is I would have wanted just like one more scene between the Grinch and Martha. Oh yeah. I would have liked that too because there were clear flirtations in the flashbacks, mm-hmm. but we never really got that closure. Yeah. In the, like I feel like even in the final, final scene where they're in his cave, if she had like kissed his cheek or like put a hand on him, I would have been like yeah (laughs) fuck yeah yeah i feel like i i could have i could see like two different places where we could have scenes with just kind of focusing on the two of them either during the cheermeister sequence like if we saw a moment of them Mm -hmm. reconnecting beyond just like seeing each other like a moment of them actually speaking or when she does say like i'm in love with somebody else and she maybe actually like apologizes to the grinch of like I should have, like, stood up for you all those years ago or, like, really talking about how she had always loved him and always, like, felt bad about how things went down. Just, you know, like, a little something to kind of, like, pull it all together. But in any case, I still enjoy it as is, but I think that would have just been, like, a little cherry on top for me because I really like the character of Martha and I, like, want to know more. I know, me too. She's a mysterious lady. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you going to move into his cave? Right, yeah. What's the next step for you two? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I just think it was a great book-to-movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. I think that it's so visually pleasing and a big requisite for a good Christmas movie, in my opinion, is for it to be visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. With like the ornaments and the snow and all that sort of stuff, but also it's such a unique set, and it really brings me back to reading Dr. Seuss. Like I find the Dr. Seuss books very nostalgic. We have yeah, so many of them. Like we had so many Dr. Seuss books. Yeah, I really didn't grow up watching the movie, but just like reading Dr. Seuss and seeing it on stage, um, especially or on screen. Especially with such a great lead actor. Mm-hmm. I really can't get over his performance. I want to yeah. go like watch Ace Ventura right now and like the mask and all of that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really well crafted movie. I think um, it should have been nominated for more awards than just makeup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was nominated for more. I just know that that's all it won. But um, I don't think anyone was nominated for like a performance. Yeah. yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, what the movie is really about is, you know, the importance of family and community and, you know, yeah. accepting people for how they are 
and definitely you know rejecting this like rampant consumerism and really just connecting with what actually uh, matters mm-hmm. which is is relationships and loving each other and family yeah. yeah very wholesome with that being said what are you gonna rate this movie I was thinking about it. I think I'm going to rate it an eight, like a Mm -hmm. solid eight, because it's definitely, I'm not going to lie, it's like not one of my like favorite movies. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But it really hits the Xmas vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a really good Christmas movie. And again, the Jim Carrey performance. Right. I want to learn all of his lines. Like I want to... (laughs) embody i'm like i could be a comedic actor like after watching this i'm like he's so palpable Mm -hmm. his performance is so fun and enjoyable like i want to live in that world you're like i want to absorb it through osmosis by just watching (laughs) exactly yeah i'm also gonna give it an eight again it's not like one of my like go-to nostalgia heavy like favorite christmas movies but it is incredibly well crafted i think it's great to get you in the mood for the season and just like Mm -hmm. a stunning watch visually oh stunning stunning uh, well, with that being said, we hope that you enjoyed our first film of Y2 Christmas. Yes. I'm sorry if I sound like a dead frog. <laughs> I'm a little ill at the moment. Yeah. Get some sniffles. <laughs> but it was such a fun movie to talk about. Yes. Let us know your thoughts. Send us your Christmas wish lists. Mm. We'll forward them to Santa. Yeah. We have, you know, we have an in. <laughs> yeah, we have an in. Let us know what you're doing this holiday season. Yeah. And enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about, baby. And mm-hmm. if you want a little more Christmas from us this month, you can always listen to our bonus episode on Patreon, Falling for Christmas. Link is in the show notes and in our bio. So be sure to check it out if you're interested. Yes. If you want to see some hints about what's coming up next you can follow us on instagram it's at movies that raised us you can also follow us on twitter at mtru underscore pod you can also follow us on tiktok at movies that raised us pod and you can always send us a good old-fashioned email at movies that raised us at gmail.com that being said i'm mo and i'm christina and our theme song is by garrett schmidt bye, bye. 